A Florida grocery store is now going to allow you to drink booze while you shop. A former teacher who filmed OnlyFans content in her classroom says she did it because she wasn't paid enough. A Florida man found guilty immediately drank bleach in the courtroom. A Florida man was arrested for stealing from a Walmart that he claims he owns. And a married Florida couple break world records for speed eating. These are the weird stories for Friday on Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian inside a closet. The only daily weird news podcast that does Florida Friday, guys. All the degenerate news out of Florida, one of which today is fake. Not a Florida story. Can you guess which one? All right, we're playing games here. In Florida, there's a grocery store that now offers beer and wine while you shop. Have you ever felt like enjoying a beer or even a glass of wine while you're grocery shopping? Do you ever think to yourself, no, this is not possible? Well, thanks to Florida, it is now possible to booze while you shop. Publix supermarkets, they say they're giving customers another reason to believe that their stores are, quote, where shopping is a pleasure. Now, the concept is called Pours at Publix, P-O-U-R-S at Publix. It's a concept that was launched recently. It allows shoppers at Publix to buy some beer, wine, even some smoothies if you feel like it. These are all found inside Publix's stores, of course, and according to their website, the pours at Publix concept allows you to actually drink these beverages while you're shopping. Here's a quote from the website. It says, at pours at Publix, you can enjoy a glass at our bar. Or what the heck, take it with you while you shop, huh? Whether it's happy hour, Sunday, fun day, or any time, really, you know? What do you shop at 9 a.m.? Yeah, have a glass of wine. You can enjoy a drink at pours. Oh, boy. The pours at Publix... The pours at Publix concept allows the Florida man to be the Florida man. Pours at Publix encourages all Florida men to be Florida men while they're grocery shopping. Right now, this is only available at certain stores in Florida. Orlando, Claremont, Naples, Ormond Beach, and St. Augustine, as well as several Publix stores in the Boca Raton area. They have a link here for some more information about the offerings. I clicked on it. It basically says the same thing in the article, except for on their official website. Uh, they write underneath, please drink responsibly. <laughs> yeah, please drink responsibly while you're shopping <laughs> for groceries with your kids. <laughs> I love it. They've taken it to a whole new level. I mean, at Trader Joe's, they're giving out free pieces of cheese, you know, little samples. At Publix, it's shots, 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 shots. And you need it when you're, you know, grocery shopping with a cart full of kids, right? A little something to take off the edge. Well, this is just lovely. You know, I covered a story a couple of months ago about how gas stations in Florida were going to begin offering cannabis. Oh, this is just lovely. I mean, Florida just opens their arms to the chemicals, doesn't it? It's what a lovely place. I covered a story a couple of months ago about those gas stations in Florida that are soon going to be selling cannabis as well. <laughs> you get high and fill up, you know, it's great down there. Great. I assume there's DUI checkpoints now at every Publix in Florida. I guess that remains to be seen. 
Uh, the article ends with the question, would you order a drink and shop while sipping? Let us know in the comments. I would say let us know by calling Weird AF News, 646-450-2012. A former Florida teacher who filmed some OnlyFans content in her classroom says her salary did not pay enough. It's true. They don't pay you very much in Florida, and it's a dangerous gig. Very stressful. Sometimes you got to have sex in your classroom when no one's there. Sometimes you got to film it for your OnlyFans. Make a little extra buckos for the holiday season, you know? A former Florida teacher says she began filming some explicit content and posting it on the paid subscription service known as OnlyFans because her family was struggling financially. She needed to make some additional monies just to get by. Her name is Layla Lancaster. She resigned from her school after videos from her OnlyFans account were discovered within the community. Layla was working as an 8th grade science teacher when she made and shared the videos, including one of her OnlyFans explicit videos that were filmed actually inside her classroom. I assume it was empty, but you really, we need to keep reading because this is a Florida teacher. You never know. The class could have been in session when she made this video. Now her husband, John Boy, <laughs> John Boy, <laughs> John Boy, yeah, I guess. Well, if your husband's John Boy, I guess you got to film some porn in a classroom. That, that name just begs for it. Uh, John worked as a fourth grade teacher in the same district, apparently. Wow. Unbelievable. He was shortly fired after the, <laughs> the community found out as well. <laughs> this is outrageous, man. Uh, Layla posted a video shortly after losing her gig saying that she felt trapped by her financial situation and believed that making videos for OnlyFans was, quote, the only way my family would be able to survive. Yes, it's hard out there. It's hard out there for a pimp. It's hard out there for a teacher. It's hard out there for a Floridian teacher. Layla says she began making OnlyFans content over the summer in order to afford basic necessities. It's very true. Guys, inflation is real. Uh, she says, after taking on numerous other opportunities outside of school contract time to make ends meet, she found OnlyFans was the best way. She claimed her family was in, unable to survive on their two teacher incomes. Here's a quote from her. Like, I don't think it's fair that I have to sacrifice my own children's time because our professional salary did not pay enough at all. It says here, it is unclear exactly how her students came upon her OnlyFans page. The students found it. Oh, boy. Listen, if I had found that my teacher had an OnlyFans account, I wouldn't rat on her at all. Hell no. I would use it to blackmail her for better grades, first of all. And I would enjoy the content. Who wouldn't? <laughs> to protect herself, Layla said she created a pseudonym and she prevented users in the state of Florida from accessing her OnlyFans account. Well, that clearly didn't work. Says here that many of the parents of the students in this school district are quite upset over the situation. One mother told the media that she is, quote, absolutely outraged. Our kids should not have been exposed to any of this. It's like, whoa, calm the outrage, Florida parent. Your kids over there are exposed to this stuff at the Walmart. Never mind OnlyFans. Layla claims that she completely regrets making that classroom video, which she claims was done during after-school hours and not in the presence of minors. See, she gives a damn about the kids. 
she said she is now being harassed by parents and students, both in person and online, and that she doesn't deserve such treatment. Here's a quote from Layla. I don't believe my name should be smeared throughout the community when I made one mistake, one little mistake that didn't affect anybody until other adults began allowing children to access my content. Sheesh. A Florida man drank bleach in the courtroom after his guilty verdict. A Florida man drank an entire cup of bleach inside a courtroom right after hearing his guilty verdict announced. The Florida man is Jermaine Bell, age 38. He was on trial because he pulled a gun on some employees at a place called Millennium Engine Plating. Uh, Since that armed robbery, he's spent more than three years in custody awaiting court. He was finally in court. Shortly after the jury read the verdict out loud, he was seen drinking the bleach from a white disposable cup. According to the media, an officer approached Bell with a trash can and attempted to have him spit out the bleach, but Jermaine Bell continued to drink from the cup until he sat down. And then immediately after drinking all that bleach, he became very visibly ill in the courtroom, had to be transported out on a stretcher, taken to the hospital for treatment. According to reports, he is currently in stable condition, and it remains unclear how the Florida man was able to get the bleach inside the courtroom. His family is concerned. They're questioning why no one intervened, while why no one stopped him from drinking the bleach. Here's a quote from Reverend Starling, who's a distant relative. You know, I seen him drinking something after the verdict. I seen him drinking something. That's not right. His attorneys, they were letting him drink it. The corrections officers, they were letting him drink it all. All of a sudden, I see him collapse down. I say, how could this happen, man? There's also a quote from the Florida man's cousin who recorded the incident on video. She claims she immediately tried to save him. I was the only one like that jumped up and tried to get him help. It's very emotional for the whole family. We thought we were going to lose Jermaine that day. <sighs> the cousin is demanding some accountability. She said, this cannot be happening to people in custody at all. The corrections and police in the area, of course, are investigating the case. In a similar incident, a North Dakota man killed himself inside a federal courtroom after he was convicted of brandishing a weapon at a minor and faced a minimum sentence of seven years and maximum term of life in prison. Uh, Jeffrey Ferris was his name. He slashed his throat with an easily concealable instrument, it says, and died right as officials unsuccessfully tried to save him in the courtroom. Wow, I did, had not heard of that. It's pretty wild when these fellas are sneaking in things into the courtroom. I thought they had that stuff on lockdown, really. How do you get a cup of bleach in there? Oh, this is my coffee. Are you allowed to drink while you're receiving your verdict? I have a lot of questions here. At the end of the day, this is a very sad story. I apologize. I promise to be uplifting on the next one. It's hard to find uplifting anecdotes coming out of the state of Florida, guys, doing the best I can here. A Florida man was arrested for stealing from a Walmart that he claims he owns. Gainesville, Florida. A Florida man is in jail after stealing from a multi-billion dollar company. But he said all of that is totally fine because he owns this multi-billion dollar company known as Walmart. According to the Gainesville police, uh, Stephen Francis, age 51, our Florida man, was caught stealing some clothing from the Walmart behind Butler Plaza. The police contacted Francis 
He says that he is an owner of the grocery store chain after a hostile takeover. <laughs> he has details of how he became the owner of the Walmart. I love that. Francis said he had no remorse for taking these clothes because he owns the store already. It's mine, guys. I own all of this. You're lucky I only took the clothes. I could have taken anything I want in there. What you see before you is property of yours truly. Florida man Francis is being held at the county jail. The total cost of the items taken are estimated to be over $200. Florida man Francis says that he can't be held any longer in the prison because he's not guilty of anything. After all, he owns that Walmart. I'm sure he's tried this excuse at all the other places he's shoplift as well. No, I own this Publix. He's probably going to be let out of jail because obviously he owns the jail as well. <laughs> I'm the president of Florida. You can't hold me for anything. I'm the president of this place. A Florida speed-eating couple broke some records recently. How about that? An uplifting story finally out of Florida today. We have a couple who, against all odds, are breaking records in Florida, according to Guinness. A Florida couple who are both competitive eaters broke Guinness World Records for speed-eating hot dogs and a burrito. The Guinness record-keeping organization announced Mickey Sudo ate an entire burrito in 31.47 seconds, breaking the previous record by 0.88 seconds. Now, in the same day, she broke the record for most hot dogs eaten in one minute, downing six to double the previous record. Sudo's husband is Nicholas Wary. Nicholas ate 12 hot dogs in three minutes, beating the previous record of nine. These Florida couple pair, known as the Hungry Couple, met four years ago while preparing for a competitive eating event. Here's a quote from Sudo. We actually met at the gym on the morning of the largest eating contest on our circuit. I just thought I'd be polite. I went over and introduced myself. The couple have been married since then, and they have a child together, but they continue to face one another in competitions all the time. We're ranked third and fourth in the world, and at any given contest, we might beat each other by a fraction of an ounce. It's pretty cool. What a fabulous story. What a wonderful pair of Floridians. The hungry couple. It's got to be pretty crazy eating at their house, though. I'd imagine they're always trying to outdo one another. Like for Thanksgiving, would they just like set in the stopwatch for the, for the stuffing and the cranberry? I got you! I got you, bitch! I beat you by three seconds. You know it. You know it. Put it on the board. Put it on the board. Be pretty annoying to be their children after a while, I guess. <laughs> you know. There they go. Always trying to outdo one another. And they ate all my fries. They always do. <sighs> Can't go anywhere with these two. Hello, fans and loyal listeners of Weird AF News. It's your host, Jonesy. Thank you so much for spending some time with this florida episode today i appreciate you and i appreciate everyone who sent me florida friday articles the last few days got a lot of correspondence a lot of people wishing me a happy thanksgiving a lot of people sending me thanksgiving songs which i did not know existed including the uh the hilarious michael shannon thanksgiving uh snl sketch which was just amazing if you haven't seen that just google michael shannon thanksgiving song that was amazing that really made me laugh I also got a lot of correspondence regarding emails and some calls 
uh, about the story I did, the mother forcing the child to walk home. I guess that pushed some buttons uh, as far as the parents that listen to this show. Got a lot of feedback on both sides, so that was pretty cool. Thank you for uh, responding to that. I'll publish some calls after this, by the way. Also got some coffees bought me by Wanda. Wanda bought me some coffees off my website, weirdafnews.com, for the holidays. And Wanda wrote me a lovely, short greeting. It just says, Happy Thanksgiving, which just is lovely. Thank you so much, Wanda, for that. Also got a new a new patron. Uh, Karina Bailey joined the Patreon uh, for the holidays, and I'm very grateful for the generosity of Karina Bailey and family. Hope you had a nice Thanksgiving. Uh, please enjoy the extra content in the Patreon, Karina Bailey. There's a lot of it in there. Um, you guys can join the Patreon as well by going to weirdafnews.com or going to patreon.com slash weirdafnews. Or you can download the Patreon app on your smartphone and do a search for weirdafnews on that. I also got uh, some lovely gifts in the mail from a buddy of mine who's a listener here. Very cool dude, Nick Mount. So big shout out to Nick Mount. Nick Mount sent me a gift card, and as if that wasn't enough, I got a box of 100 grand candy bars. I mean, unbelievable. It's a whole box of 100 grand candy bars. I already had one for breakfast, you know, because my nutrition isn't up to speed these days. (laughs) Hey, man, anything I can fit in the closet, I'm eating it, man. I'm eating it. Big shout out to Nick for that. That was awesome. You guys can always mail me stuff for the holidays. Just reach out. I'll give you my address. I had a wonderful Thanksgiving spending time with some local comedians out here in Los Angeles. I don't have much family out here. It was a great day. Uh, Amazing food and lots of laughs, as you can imagine, when you spend Thanksgiving with comedians. It's a a damn hoot, Uh, part of my language. If uh, you guys would like to support the show, but you're having financial difficulties, which a lot of us are these days, you could do so by just leaving a nice review of the podcast on Amazon or Apple Podcasts. Maybe share it with a friend over the holiday weekend if you could. That's very helpful as well. Uh, I hope you guys have a great weekend and happy holidays to all of you. I hope you had a wonderful time with loved ones and we'll see you on Monday, my friends. Take care. Yay! Hey, Jonesy, this is Becca Bullock. Just calling to say I hope you have a good day. Uh, Have a happy Thanksgiving. And we'll talk to you again some other time. Bye. Good morning, Jonesy. Happy Friday. This is Gen G. I haven't called in probably a year or so, but I do still listen. I just listened to your article about the cocaine problem in Belgium. So my husband is Belgian. I lived there for three years. And the pigeons at the bottom are there because, actually, pigeon racing is the biggest sports in Belgium. I know this because I actually had a racing pigeon slam into my glass door in our apartment there, and I identified the owner by the little tag on his foot, and I called the owner to let him know that his pigeon was injured on my balcony. And do you know what he told me? He told me, well, he's useless now. You may as well eat him. So... Apparently, Belgians both love their pigeons uh, for racing and sport and also have very little regard for a single one in their flock. So, I just, it reminded me of that story. I thought I had to share it because it was super weird. 
Have a good day. Bye. Hey, Jonesy, I just wanted to chime in on the story about the little boy who was left to walk. My mother used to kick my brother out of the car all the time and make him walk home. And one time when I was about seven or eight, she kicked me out of the car and told me to walk home. Mind you, we were about 10 miles from home, and it was on a highway that didn't have any sidewalks. So I feel for the boy. I know you felt for the woman, and I do feel for the woman. I think the police have reacted. But Jesus Christ, the childhood trauma that that inflicted on me will never go away. Hi, it's Abby in Ohio. I just have a lot of thoughts about this child endangerment story. Um, I have an eight-year-old, and sometimes he would deserve to walk home, but we don't have sidewalks on our streets, so I wouldn't do that because that would be child endangerment. And also, he has no common sense, so he wouldn't, he would get lost trying to, trying to make his way home. He gets lost trying to go to the bathroom in our house because he gets distracted and uh, turns, I don't even know. I don't, this has really happened. Anyway, child endangerment is like you strapped your kid to the roof of your car and drove around on the highway like 70 miles an hour like that's child endangerment plus they said it was a really safe neighborhood and they even confirmed that like that this is what's wrong with the world like first that you have to worry that your kids are going to get kidnapped second your kid can't even walk around by himself my mom would be like when we were young, we used to ride our bicycles all around the neighborhood. My grand, my mom didn't even know where I was. Just come in for dinner. Yeah, that's, that's how I feel right now. That's not how my mom talks, but yes. Um. Yep. I don't. I oh, I was gonna say about the sheep. It would be like duck, duck sheep, goat, goat sheep. I don't know. I feel like they needed to make a joke about a different different type of animal. They were playing duck, duck, goose. Okay, well, I hope everyone has a good Thanksgiving. And, yeah, good luck with your life, man. Yay! Hey, Jonesy, it's Smokey calling, man. And on yesterday's show, you were talking about these Japanese girls that were having a duel. And, I mean, I mean, you said you were getting off on a tangent about dueling in the Boston Commons because you were totally wasted. And, man, that's kind of like, I don't know if I'm going to say irresponsible, but I think you need to put the disclaimer in there that... Like, Weird AF News does not condone the use of narcotics or or pot or anything on the show because you don't want to, like, uh, you know, like, have people listen to the show think that that's, like, okay thing to do if, you know, like, their parents or other people, you know, want to, like, use drugs. And so the show should disclaim that. Well, anyway, that being said, I was listening to the show and I was totally wasted because I find that enhances my listening enjoyment. And I was hearing you tell the next segment and it was about assisted suicide pods. And then 
I, I heard you say that uh, you think anyone should be able to do anything with their body, be totally autonomous, take drugs, or kill themselves if they want to, do anything with themselves, man, sexually or whatever. And I kind of agree with that, but I don't think that it, people should ever be committing suicide, man. That just leaves the people that are left behind in such a terrible state, feeling like, oh, I wish I could have been able to do something to stop that. Now, like euthanasia, that's something different. If people are like at the end of their lives and they've got a horrible disease that they won't recover from, well, that's something different because, I mean, we even put our dogs down if they're terminally ill. You know, we put them out of their misery. So, I mean, why wouldn't we even do that for our loved ones? Like if someone's got cancer and they're like extreme pain, I mean, show show some mercy, have a heart, you know, let them, let them be, you know, put to rest with, a, you know, like a lethal dose or something to put them out of their pain. Or if like someone's brain dead and they're not going to survive, man, pull the plug. But... Like, if people are just depressed or something, like you said, give them some psilocybin or, you know, put them through all kinds of therapy, let them talk to their loved ones or psychologists. But killing yourself, man, that ain't the answer. And, you know, that reminds me of a song by Edward McCain. I'll be your crying shoulder. I'll be a love suicide. Hey, Jonesy, this is Becca in New Braunfels, Texas. I, and and hi, everyone else. Uh, the, the article you were just talking about with the mom who put her troublesome child on a sidewalk to walk home about half a mile. I didn't think there was anything at all inappropriate by that. There's sidewalks. The kid's done it before. He's eight years old. I'm assuming it's broad daylight, you know, because right after karate practice. I am just blown away by idiocy. Clearly, almost inarticulate with outrage. Just like, who were these people? Who was this annoying neighbor? who thought that this was an appropriate response to call the police. There's more to that story there. There's something going on with that neighbor. Because as close as that child was, if that neighbor were truly concerned about the child, she should have walked that child home to his house and just handed him over to mom. I mean... There was, oh, no need for the police. This is the most horrible thing. And this is part of what's wrong with our society. Not just this Karen issue, but the fact that the government police people think they need to micromanage how you parent and that we don't let our kids grow up. Yes, bad things can happen. But how do kids learn responsibility and judgment? unless they get some opportunities to do things like walk home on a sidewalk. I just, oh, man.
That's the stupidest thing I ever heard, and I cannot believe this poor woman is going through that. And I apologize on behalf of the state of Texas because that is just a dumb thing to do. Bye, y'all.